the saga continues. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Olympic torch flaming, we burn so sweet. The thrill of victory, the agony defeat. We crush slow, flaming deluxe slow. Poor, judgment day cometh, conquer, it's war. Welcome back to the Throws Chat Podcast. Today's episode, I'm proud to have on a good buddy of mine. Used to throw against him when I competed for Kansas State. Itamar Levy from Israel, current shot putter at Arkansas State University. Uh, one of the leading Division One shot putters, currently with a mid-19 meter throw. Looking for some big ones at Nationals this year. Itamar, thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. So, Itamar, um, I think I met you my freshman year, I think, at Kansas State. It was probably like my first meet ever for the for the university. Uh, I thought it was really cool to get a chance to meet you because I think you were one of the first international throwers I ever had a chance to meet. Uh, so you actually you're actually uh, you're actually from Israel, and uh, you have the current like is- Israeli record, correct, in the shot put. Yeah, I broke the I broke my national record. The, the first time that I broke a, a senior uh, shop record was two weeks ago. The old record, I mean, it's not it's not too high in American standards, but for me it was pretty big. It was uh, 1909, and I went 1936, which uh, I mean, for like since my freshman year in college, I felt like I should have been doing it like earlier than that, but. Uh, it just came up to me this early, early this season, so I'm pretty happy, and uh, that's about it. And I also got the indoor record. The, the the outdoor record was 1909, and I got the 1936. So I got the overall record right now. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So uh, you know, competing for Israel, like, what's what's track and field like in that country? Like, is it is it big or is it you know kind of a smaller <laughs> sport? Track and field is really bad back home. It's nothing comparing to what's going on over here. For example, if I'll take you to the National Center for track and field back home in Tel Aviv, the probably the gym that you have back in your garage is going to be better than what we have over there. <laughs> and the biggest problem is the... Well, the facilities are a huge problem, but the biggest problem is coaches. We don't have coaches. Uh, the only coaches we have, they know how to... Uh, uh, workout with a glide and also they use very very old fashioned workouts from like 30 or 40 years ago something is really not up to date something that is really old and people don't do that anymore and only when I came to the US I understood the, the, what I've been missing you know back home I've, I've been throwing just on a concrete uh, concrete uh, surface and I have these shots who look like rocks and didn't even the shots wasn't even around, you know, and uh, and the coach made me do all these crazy things that made no sense and was just it wasn't effective, right? And only when I came here I realized how good can I become, could I become if I had a better coach from the beginning. That's interesting. So it, with track and field not being that big. Uh you know, in Israel, like what kind of got you started in it? Like what made you, you know, what drew you to the sport and like, you know, what, what, what was introduced, how was it introduced to you? Well, um, not many people know this about me, but when I was a child, I have a lot of learning disabilities. I'm still having it, but, uh, I was, uh, sent to a, a special school. It was about an hour away. I, I 
I had to wake up in the morning every day since I was either 10 or 11. Every day I woke up at 6 and I just have to drive to this special school for special kids with learning disabilities to uh, to uh, to a school that I can answer my needs. And, uh, and over there I was introduced to a way to track and field uh, thing going on. It was twice a week and uh, I did all the events. I did long jump. I even ran cross country once. It was, I think it was a mile and a half or something. I still remember that. It was terrible. But uh, I did everything. And I, I was a big dude. I was 6'1". When I was 14, I was already 6'1". I wasn't, I was pretty skinny. I was 160 pounds. But uh, I started as a discus guy. I threw the discus. I threw the 1K about 54 meters when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Then I threw, then I threw the 1.556. I threw the 1.75, 57 meters. Then I kind of, I, I was a discus guy. I didn't throw the shot put at all. Then uh, a year before I, uh, before I moved to the U.S., I started throwing the shot put, and it was, it was a year, a year and a half. Then um, my old coach back home, he just said, I don't think you're tall enough to throw a discus. I think you're too short. You should try to spin with shot put, which uh, I think that was his only good decision. <laughs> but uh, then I started throwing shot put. Then uh, I was pretty good. I was around. Uh, I was throwing 17.50, sometimes 18. One time I went 18.50, which was kind of special. But it wasn't like something that I'm. I was doing on the reg, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got recruited by Oklahoma State. Uh, I've been to Oklahoma State for a year and a half until they, uh, the head coach, he just decided I wasn't good enough for the Big 12. And they uh-huh. just took all of my scholarship. Yeah. Then uh, then I got recruited by these all other schools. I also got recruited by other Big 12 schools after I left Oklahoma State. But I've decided that I want to I wanna focus on my education and I don't need this pressure of performance and the conference so i've decided i've been doing my research and uh i came out with uh, arkansas state that uh i don't know if uh, many know richard chavez yeah. he threw over here and he threw over 20 meters and uh i've been to regional one regionals with him uh i think it was 2015 right before i transferred and uh i was talking to him and uh i was really asking him everything we spoke for like two hours and i really loved whatever he said about the coach about the system and i fell in love and i was like uh coach can you get me to come for a visit and he he uh i didn't i I drove over there for a visit and um i looked i looked around and it was nothing fancy but it was everything i need Yes, and especially especially Coach Matt Kraft, my coach Coach Kraft, he introduced me with his style, with the way he does things, and that was what I'm looking for. So, with a technique that can work for me, as as a guy that is only six one, and uh, something that can work for me to fix my problems and uh, fix my problems with the technique and at the weight room. And uh, it was uh, probably the best decision of my life to come here. And uh, that's about it. Now I'm here. (laughs) 
So what was it kind of like uh, your your early life, you know, developing uh, in Israel? Like what what's track like different from um, over there to like here in the U.S.? Like uh, in the way like do you kind of guys, do you guys run on like a club system? Uh, was it more associated with your schools? Like how did, how, how did Israeli uh, track and field scene work out? Yeah, so there's no track and field in high schools. There is club, there is club, but uh, the club levels are really, I mean, there is some big clubs back home, but throws, the throws event is really, is really bad. Like, for example, I'll be throwing 19 meters and the guy behind me will be throwing 1450 Mm, at uh, at, at a certain point, at a certain point where three guys over 17, but that's about it. So mainly when I go back home. When I compete in the Israel Nationals, I compete for my family. I just want my parents to see me compete. Mm-hmm. It makes them happy, so I just do it. But there is nothing for me to do over there, basically. Uh, yeah, as a kid, I, I threw for a club, but it wasn't... I mainly threw for myself, basically. But I always had this big dream to go to America and do uh, do whatever i've been watching all these videos of the ncaa's and i said i want i want to get my education back in america and i want to become a, a, a thrower like i've seen you know i used to watch Chris hoffa and adam nelson and all these guys i was like hell i want to be like these guys you know yeah. my model. So, uh, yeah there's nothing much i can tell about israel uh it was uh i just wish I wish I had the knowledge that I have now, but it's impossible. We know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so as you're kind of looking forward to, like, you, what do you think has made, like, this season and just, like, your time at Arkansas State different than, you know, time you've had before to really kind of see the improvement that you've been looking for, like, this season especially? Well, my my coach, Coach Kraft, he has a really specific style. He has a very specific thing that he wants. Now, one of my biggest, the biggest things that I've done is changing my style. Now, when I'm saying changing my style, I change my style completely. So, if some of you guys know, uh, we all have different, we call different parts of the throw with different names, but mm-hmm. uh, the angles of the throw that we do now, it kind of go from low to high, but I used to go from high to low. So, I had to change everything I did when I transferred to Arkansas State. And it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot, a lot of time. Now, my coach, he likes to take someone who throws 14, 15 meters and make him throw 20 meters like he did with Richie. Richie came up as a freshman throwing 14 meters. Mm-hmm. And in three years' time, he threw 20. The same thing with Aaron Farmer. Aaron Farmer right now, is she's in Chula Vista. She came up as a freshman throwing 13 meters. Then in four years, she was throwing 18. Now, I think for them, I'm not trying to take away anything from them, but for me, because I already had this certain style built in me, I was really struggling to change it. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done, just to to break these bad habits and just change everything I knew. And I'm still doing it. I'm still struggling, you know. In practice, I might throw perfectly the way I want to do, but when I come to the meet, it's, I have this uh, uh, thing that takes over me, and I just go back to the old stuff. Now, it's not as bad as it used to be, but I'm trying to 
I'm trying to embrace that new style and keep working it as much as possible. Yeah, and I think that's something like almost any thrower can relate to. You know, that's you know, hearing you talk about that is almost like you know me listening to myself because I know that's like one of my biggest issues, especially because I was a glider for a lot of years, and then when I switched to rotation and I had a certain way of doing things for about two years, yeah. um, then when I switched over to Justin Rohde, like it took, you know, we're still trying to kill all my bad habits and, you know, the distance hasn't quite been there, but at least as far as like movement goes, trying to change things that I've been, that I've ingrained in my brain for the last six years, you know, super, super hard. Um, and especially like one, you know, same thing with me when I go into meets, I tend to go back to, you know, things that, uh, you know, I did years ago, but in training, it, you know, I don't seem to have that issue. Like, I know one of my big technical flaws when I compete is, you know, sometimes I'll delay the left foot getting down at the front of the circle, and then that just kills, like, all the power that I would regularly generate because there's no yeah. speed there anymore. Uh, yeah, you just come up too open in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I totally get what you mean by that. Like, you know, the especially when you've trained a lot and then you've kind of developed your own thing trying to completely rework that super yeah, long so and difficult the coach, the coach that I have back home he was relying on these different techniques that he brought back from overseas from Russia from Ukraine mm-hmm. and it was half a, half a spin half a glide thing it was like I will spin but my release will look like a glide then I watched all these videos and I decided I want to change it. So when I transferred to when I moved to Oklahoma State, I had all these different style, styles in my head, and I'll just try different things uh, all the time. And I said I just need someone who tell me who tells me exactly what he wants, who knows exactly what he wants, and knows exactly how to do it. Because you know some coach is gonna be like, hey, you fall into the left when you release, but a good coach will tell you how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And a great coach will tell you how to fix it. And if you cannot, if you're still not able to fix, still find another way. You know, just being creative and trying to help you how to become how he he will try to adjust himself to you. You know, because a coach might just repeat the thing, uh, just repeat a certain thing for a thousand times, but you don't get it. You know, and we all have this problem. We yeah. just don't get it. So we just need to think outside the box and be like, okay, so how can I? do whatever he wants me to do but I just need to figure out a different way of thinking a, diff- a new drill or something like that that will make me do whatever he wants me to do and I think Coach Kraft, my current coach is great at that, he's just like he'll come back to practice and he says listen uh, let's try to fix that, I have this new idea and I want you to try it and it usually works, you know, because it gives you more motivation when you try new stuff, you know, because you've been frustrated with all this old stuff and you're like, you're failing, you're trying, but you're not doing well. Mm-hmm. But then you come up with a new thing and you're all excited and you're doing it and it works. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work, but but we keep trying. Yeah, that's that's I, in my opinion, this is the biggest thing. You just keep trying until you get it. Yeah, and it's, and it's always a continuous dialogue between athlete and coach. And, like, um, you know, I've always kind of brought up the analogy because, like, the situation I've been in, you know, at my current school is, like, we've had different coaches every year. Um, 
And basically with that, you've, at least me as an athlete, it's like I've been taught certain ways to do things and then I have to interpret what a coach may be saying because if they're, if they're, if they tell you a cue, it might be, the words may be completely different, but like the idea behind the cue might be the something exactly the same as you've done before. You just need to understand the language that that coach is speaking because I and keeping that dialogue open because I feel like athletes and coaches can you know almost speak different languages in that regard yeah like also there's a coach that he'll tell me coach Kraft will tell me something that might might work for me but won't work for others mm-hmm. so I've I've learned I've learned his style I've learned what he wants and uh Right now, after three years with him, I feel like we both know exactly what we want. I just need more reps. I just need more reps. So I come to practice, and uh, I'm having this long, long warm-up of an hour and a half, just trying to understand everything I want, trying to maintain my body, trying to stay healthy. And then I'm trying. It's hard because sometimes, you know, with school and all this pressure, you forget the goal. But I'm trying to come to every practice and have a specific goal. What what do I want to do today? What do I want to work on today? For example, if I want to walk my right leg in the middle, if I want to walk my left side, uh, if I want to walk my left knee at the uh, at entry, stuff like that. So I'm trying to have a, a one specific goal every practice because when I go over one goal, I usually don't achieve it. Mm-hmm. So I will try to go be very specific on one thing. And you know, sometimes you come to practice and well, like I want to walk on my right side, but then suddenly, you know, the right side looks fine, but I have a problem with other things. So I'm, I'm trying to be flexible, but this is my main goal, basically, in practice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing, like, uh, <laughs> you know, 10,000 throws and you're still trying to fix the same things over and over again because, especially like you mentioned, when you're trying to work on that one specific thing, you know, in some regards you might be improving in that, but then something else is going to shit. And, you know, that's the next thing to work on, but you still can't let go of what you were originally working on. And then, it's yeah. just the, and, and, you know, that's just the name of the sport, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, a it's a bitch cannot, sometimes. You cannot be the feeling of, like, <laughs> looking at yourself, like someone takes a video of you and you look at a throw and you're like, hey, I did it, you know? I tried to change it for so many years and I got it now. So let's move on to the next thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I was more than ready physically in every big meet in the past two or three years i was extremely ready physically but the only thing that stopped me was my technique from going yeah. huge you know and uh, for example two weeks ago uh, in new mexico i threw only 1915 but i saw the big, the rail hill was there jonathan jones and i was warming up like a champ you know I was throwing 20 meters in warm-ups and i was like this is it today is my day then on the first attempt, I heard my uh, my uh, heat flexor, and I was like, "Oh, you know, what's going on?" Then I my first attempt was like 17 meters, so I was like, "Oh crap, <laughs> I'm done." Then the biggest, I think, one of the changes that I made this year that I w- I'm able right now to get out of this hole that I dug myself. Like I'm digging myself a hole. I'm falling to the hole. Something's really bad happening. I'm throwing really bad. Two years ago, I'll be done with this meet. I'll be throwing bad until my last attempt. But this year, 
I'm able to open up really bad, but improve myself each attempt. So I open up with 17 meters, but I end up with 19, over yeah. 19. Even though I was hurting, but I knew what I needed to do. And uh, I was actually able to do it because a lot of times we know what we need to do, but we don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, something else takes over our mind and we don't do it. And this year, I kind of tell myself, okay, this is what I need to do. And I'm doing it. And that's the biggest change that I have this year, probably. How do you think you kind of developed that? Like, what do you think, you know, helped you uh, improve your mental your mental game when competing, like, as compared to previous years? Well, experience. Uh, I have much more experience now than I had before. And also, you have this feeling that I'm a senior now. And I got to this point and I'm saying, I have nothing to lose, you know. What's going to happen? What's going to happen if I'm going to make this change? I'm going to throw bad? Okay, I have another attempt, you know. I'm going to throw bad whole meat? I have another meat. I just need to take chances. Need to take chances, need to take risks. And not be afraid of failure. I think my biggest problem was, uh, uh, was the fear of failure. I was so afraid, I was more afraid to fail than I wanted to succeed. And I'm doing better in this aspect anymore. And now, I'm doing better now uh, in this area, which makes me happy. I like that. I like that. Um, you know, because I, I, I'm honestly someone who also kind of had, you know, deals with that uh, mental stress. And, you know, I, you know I'll admit, I, I have a huge fear of failure when I compete. And, I, and it's a work in progress, you know. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm definitely trying to make the steps with my coaches and, you know, just the mental prep going into competitions to improve that uh, for my own sake. But I'm also the same way that, you know, with me also being a senior, I kind of look at it like, you know, I don't really have the luxury to, uh, and it's not a luxury, but the idea that I, you know, stress about, uh, what what the last meet was like i don't have the time to do that anymore (laughs) you know it's always looking forward you know i'm not a sophomore freshman anymore where i can just be like where i can mope around and be mad about a meet you know now it's you know it's crunch time and you know when you only have a finite number of meets left and you can see you know the light at the end of the tunnel that's your college career you're kind of like well fuck it i just need to (laughs) move on to the next one make the changes i need to now but we can't fix what you know happened in the past. Yeah, when I was when I was younger, I will just I will have a bad meet. I'll be thinking about it for weeks. Yeah. Now I'm having a bad meet. I'm thinking about it for an hour. Yeah. And just keep moving on, keep moving on. And you know, for me, you were talking about the difference between being being an Israeli and being an American. Uh, I know that I heard some athletes say is that American athletes say that. We get it easier, you know, <laughs> but we get it easier. But, you know, we all have difficulties, no matter where you're from. You know, I have these problems with I don't have facilities, I don't have resources, I don't have coaches. And you guys have this huge competition that you have to, well, you go to the Olympic trials, you have to go against all these huge guys, Joe Kovacs, Ryan Crosser, and you have to beat them all to be the champion, you know, Ryan Whiting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we all have difficulties, but... uh I also have this pressure from back home to be great. I think because back home they look up to me and it was like, yeah, we want him to be in the Olympics. We want him to be the champion, you know? 
And I have this pressure who comes from the Federation, the Israel Federation. I have this pressure who comes from, even though my family will never say it, but I have this pressure that comes from them. They want me to be good, you know? Yeah. And the biggest pressure uh, I put on myself, basically, I, I, I just, I expect myself to do all these great things, you know, and I just, I develop myself. I'm just, how to say it in a straight, straight word, I'm just tripping, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just think, overthinking a lot of th- a lot of times, and that's why I'm trying to get better. Also, this year is just don't overthink things. Just mm-hmm. go there and do what you need to do. Do what you've been doing in practice, and that's it. I I like that you brought that up because um, I you know I, I I'm lucky enough to have a few international friends you know who are getting or working towards that level of trying to you know go to the Olympics, and I you know I've talked with guys and this is something that obviously you know. You'll hear a lot from athletes at Division One. You know, me at D three, you don't really ever hear about it at all because no one's really looking beyond what's already in college. Um, but you'll get there is like that stigma that oh, if only I competed for another country, you know, things would be so much easier for me because then I don't have to worry about you know winning a certain meet and it's just hitting the you know the Olympic or World qualifier and that oh that's so easy but you guys have your own little uh, you know you guys have your own different stressors that they don't even have to worry about you know in some cases it always got me that you know people would say you know such ignorant comments like that but not really have any idea what being you know an athlete for you know another country could actually entail you know well as I said Edda said it first we have this problem with knowledge back home that we don't have now i'm talking about my specific country i'm talking about israel i don't know mm-hmm. about other countries but uh for example i i think that there's many high school coaches right now probably your high school coach is much better than the the, the head national coach in, uh, back home you know so this knowledge is just power that we don't have that's why also a lot of guys, kids in the NCAA, you know, 18 years old guys throwing 20 meters and, uh, I mean, maybe 2150 some cases. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, I'll, I'll be like, maybe physically I can do it, but I never had someone who showed me how to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, when I came to America my freshman year, I was so behind in my power levels. I was so weak. I was so weak, so it took me only like two or three years, or even now, just to become as strong as I need to be. But you guys have been lifting for football since you were like 15, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really familiar with the high school system. But you've been doing all these uh, Olympic lifts and all this stuff. When, when I was 18, when I was 17, I was benching 250 pounds and I was squatting about the same. Mm-hmm. My squats were crappy. And I didn't know how to clean, I didn't know how to snatch. And when I came here, I need to do all this stuff. So there was another hole that I need to climb up. My power levels and my technique and just these things that we don't have back home. Yeah, no, I, I got you. It's, it's like, so personally, I wasn't someone who played football. Um, but I can tell you, like, they they are very big into like getting the younger kids like middle schoolers into the weight room and already getting them start early. Now I have my own opinions about the way a lot of high school football programs run their weightlifting run their weightlifting. Um, yeah. They you know they'll tend to forget a lot of stuff about technique and then just say put more weight on the bar and then kids get hurt. 
yeah. but I mean that. But I mean that's just mo- that's just you know high school football with uh, you know certain mentalities behind that. But yeah, but you, know, you still you still give the kids you give the kids this background in weightlifting. Yeah. They have yeah, the opportunity. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. For example, we just brought in two freshmen, and one of the freshmen is as strong as I am, and he's a freshman, and he, he's even stronger than me in squats. You know, he yeah. squats more than me. So yeah, I move the weight faster, and I can clean more than him. But he's he's a freshman. Mm-hmm. So imagine yourself giving him four, give him four years, and he'll be on the top. You know. Yeah. He just have this huge power base, then you can just build from it, and also. Uh, Technique wise, you cannot get into these deep, strong positions if you're not strong enough physically. Mm-hmm. For example, in the entry, you're trying to drop that left hip to the middle of the ring. And that's what we are trying to do. Everybody with his different style. But I couldn't do it when I came here. And I was older, but I couldn't do it because I wasn't strong enough. My legs, my hips, my groin, everything wasn't strong enough. So I needed to get all these muscles strong enough to maintain the technique that my coach wanted me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, uh, the, like my style of training in the last few years is, you know, it, it's fairly radical in some of the ways we do it. Now I'm, now I'm going to be making changes in the future in regards to like upping my general strength. But I know like, um, uh, the, the training that I'm currently doing is really built around like specific, movements and like moving heavier weights related to the throwing movement uh so i know i've made progress in regards to that now it's nowhere near where it could be that i hope it could be and obviously like like i mentioned you before my strength levels are pretty low but seeing that development is some it's something that takes a long time to really translate the you know those strength movements to what you want in the technique like we were talking about earlier you know, it, it, it's some, unless, you know, you got those freak athletes out there who are super well coordinated and are built up those, uh, that strength, that strength base, you know, and are able to figure out fairly young. Um, but I, I think it's like we were talking earlier, it takes a lot of time, you know, um, what, you know, my coach, Justin, you know, he threw 18 meters one time in college and then it took him five, six years before he was able to be throwing 20 meters and then eventually 21 meters, uh, you know, by fixing a lot of those deficiencies over that long period of time. Yeah, and I mean, also something that I learned this year, not this year, I always knew it, but this year I'm working on it really hard, that, you know, if you if you lift more weights in the weight room, it doesn't mean that you're going to throw farther. So yeah. when I when I go to the weight room, especially in this time of the season, I'm trying to move the weight as fast as possible. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm cleaning, I'm jerking, I'm squatting, I'm benching. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I might take off like 10, 20 pounds while just trying to blast it, just go as fast as possible, be as explosive as possible. Uh, in order to transfer this to the throw, to the shot, mm-hmm. or the discus, for that matter. And uh, it works for me right now, but also on the other hand, I'm trying not to get my nervous system too tired, you know, because you, when you work, when you try to be explosive all the time, sometimes, sometimes you just get tired. You just get tired of doing that, you know, because you all the time trying to be that explosive person that's everything super quick, who jumps really high, and uh, it's hard, so you have to know where to draw the line and say, okay, I need to chill, you know. Mm-hmm. I need to chill and take my time. Uh, 
For example, we have this uh, hammer thrower. His name is Christian. He's from Spain. He threw uh, about 68 meters, I think. And he's this, he's just this strong, crazy guy. He weighs about 220, but he'll move the weights. He'll move as much weight as I do, you know. And yeah. he's just, but I was trying to explain to him that, you know, always lifting the heaviest weight doesn't mean that it's going to help you. You just need to do it in a smart way. And uh, when you practice smart, when you work out smart, you keep yourself healthy. And you throw and you throw harder eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. So, like, when you're kind of like when you've kind of like analyzed um, your training and stuff like that, is that just coming from like your own experiences, or is that coming from like talking to your coach, learning about you know he, the way he designs training and stuff like that? You know, it, it, I guess what I'm curious is like what kind of got you to this point where you're really able to look deep into what you're doing and analyze where your well, mistakes were before and you know what works for you as now. I said, as, I, as I said before that's a lot of experience that I've been I've been I've been throwing for a long time so I have all these experience and also I'm always 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 I'll be go to co- I'll go to coach and ask why are we doing things you know mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people won't do it you just when coach gives you the workout sheet in the beginning of the practice you can just do whatever he says, or you can understand why are you doing it. And now I'm this kind of person. I just, I just want to know. I'm trying to know why am I doing things. You know, I'm not just trying to walk straight, blindfold, and just do whatever I've been told. Now, some coaches, like my old, old coach back home, that's what he wanted. He just wants someone to don't ask questions and just does whatever he's been told. And I think it's really bad. And there is some coaches will be offended by you, you know. What are you questioning me? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know these coaches. Yeah. Right? Are you questioning me? You think you know better than me? And coach oh, Travis is not yeah. like that. He wants you. You know, in the end of the day, we're all students, right? Yeah. We're still in college, so he understands my need to know more. Yeah. And he he helps me when I ask him a question. He he won't he won't come to me and say uh just don't worry about it. He will try to explain to me, and you know, every day, every day, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go up and ask, hey, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? You know, oh, can we do that? And uh, the answer is, when I ask him, can we do something new? The answer is always yes. Yeah. You know, I will ask, like, yesterday we were benching, and he, he wrote on the paper at ninety five percent, and I did my ninety five percent. It was super easy. I was like, coach, can I go for a PR? I was like, ah. Uh, yeah, but you get only one attempt. I don't want you to hurt yourself. Do it. Or, or I'll come up and I'll be like, hey, coach, I saw this cool exercise on Instagram of uh, of this guy, and I think it can be really good for us. And he was like, yeah, let's go for it. And then I see next week he'll put it on the on the walker sheet and he'll be like, yeah, we're doing it. I was like, hell yeah, that's what I'm looking for, you know. That's what I want. I want a coach who will be able to understand what I want and be open-minded, you know. Mm-hmm. Just be able to because a lot of coaches be like, Hey, this is my way. This is how we do it, and he's not trying to anything new, right? But my coach, you know, I think a great coach always will be trying to learn new stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll be I, me as a thrower. I'm always trying to learn new stuff, and uh, I think as a future coach, I will always be learning stuff. So I'm just, I'm very curious. My nature, in my nature, I'm just very curious. I'm trying to learn stuff. And uh, it works for me now. 
You actually ended up bringing something up I was going to have in my next point. So, are, you know, with all this knowledge you've accumulated, are, are you hoping to become a coach in the future? Well, uh, yes, I am. Uh, there's multiple areas that I'm, that I'm interested in for the future. Coaching is really my passion. I think that I can go back home and and contribute a lot to these young people back home, you know, they're trying to be better because they never, I have all this great experience from college, from mm-hmm. what I've learned from you guys, <laughs> you know, what I even learned from you watching your videos, because I've been watching your videos, I've been watching everybody's videos, you know, oh. <laughs> and I've been learning, you know, so I, I think I can transfer this information to the next generation of uh, the Israeli athletes and just make them better. Uh, but there's a lot of problems in the way, but for now, I'm just trying to focus on on getting getting done with my education, and I'm I'm really hoping that I'll be able to hit the to- the mark of Tokyo. So my mm, goal yeah. for the next two and a half years, my goal is for the next two and a half years to add this another meter, and I think it's doable to add this another meter to make it to the Olympics. And I just a few weeks ago I sat down with my coach, you know, like listen, Coach Kraft. This is my plan. I want you to be my coach. And you know what he said? He said, it'll be my honor. So I'm really pumped about the future. And I think this year was just the beginning. It's the beginning. Yeah, you know, man, you were one of the first people on my list when I was thinking, like, when I was trying to come up with ideas for people that I wanted to talk to, when I saw how much different you are now compared to when I knew you a few years back and the progress you've made, I was like, this this guy he you know I don't know what he's doing but he's doing it well and he seems to be on the right path like he's he knows what he's doing and it you know it's coming to fruition it's taken a couple of years but uh yeah. you know I'm seeing where you're going and like you the you know the future's looking bright for you brother yeah thank you man I'm, <laughs> I'm I had these setbacks in the past few years I have these personal problems but and the, the, uh, from when I was in OSU, you know, uh, it's a sensitive, sensitive uh, situation, a sensitive topic for me because I've been rejected, you know. Yeah. I've, I've been I've been told that I wasn't good enough. I've that that I've been told you're not good enough to be here. So yeah, kinda, you you and I can relate kinda, on that. It kind of <laughs> helped me. I'll say that he gave me that push, you know, that like. Hell, I am good enough, and I'm gonna show you that I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I did. And also uh, with the discus too, I uh, I threw 57 meters. I'm throwing 57 on a reg not right now for a shot putter, and I think that I can go pretty big with the discus as well for oh. being a midget. So that's awesome. <laughs> By discus thrower standards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, uh, yeah. So you know, but. Uh, Midget by discus thrower standards. But also, you know, when I was back back in Israel, when I was back in Oklahoma State, I didn't really care for my team as much as I care right now. Mm-hmm. I I I care about myself and my performance, but I also want my team to be good. You know. Yeah. So I'll be pushing. I'm not talking about only throwers. I'm talking about the whole team in general because mm-hmm. I think when everybody's doing well, you'll do well. And I just have this bigger sense of caring. Which uh, also, I think this is me, you know. Uh, this is what I've, I've been doing. When I was in high school, I was this leader who, tell, who helps people to do what they want to do. But then I kind of lost it, but now I got it back. Yeah. So 
I'm I'm back. I'm back to my old me, and I'm pretty happy with that. It's actually really funny, NMR. Like, listen to you. It's like I'm seeing. I hear a lot of similarities between like what I'm going through at this, you know, at this stage of my, uh, uh, I guess I'd say, athletic career. Because um, I'm also the same way. Like with my team. Like I, you know, my first two years of college. You know, being blunt. You know, I kind of waved a lot of my teammates off. Um, mainly because like my mentality towards sport was, you know, and it's still pretty radically different compared to my teammate just because, you know, I was at Kansas state, I trained with Olympians and then, you know, I'm currently at division three school and like, you know, not too many people have that experience, especially in D three. So, you know, their perception on sport is quite, you know, is quite a bit different than mine, but now I've kind of learned to adapt and understand where they're coming from. And now it's like seeing what their goals are and really seeing how they're trying to achieve it. Like that's kind of put me a lot more in, uh, put me more interest and more investment into my teammates, which in turn has actually improved my overall, you know, well-being as an athlete, you know, cause then you have, now you're building community around yourself. It's not just you anymore. Well, it's, Another big difference between Israel, between Europe and the U.S. that uh, here in the NCAA, they made the track and field as, uh, 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 a team event and team yeah. sports, you know, because we have the conference championship and the conference championship. Yeah, you try to be the conference champion. But on the other hand, you try as a team to win as well. Now, back home, it's only about you, you mm-hmm. know, whatever you're doing. And it took me also a couple of years to understand that, that I have this team behind me right now and I'm trying to be there for them and I want their, I want them to be there for me. Yeah. So also, uh, I, we right now I have these great, great, great teammates that push me in the weight room and outside the weight room. And, you know, and sometimes because I'm older and uh, Coach Carter will be like, uh, you know, he'll let me help my teammates and, by that, I'm helping myself as well. So, for example, if I'm try- if I'm explaining something to one of the freshmen, I'm also learning from it. You know, mm-hmm. learning how to explain, how to transfer this information that I have in my head, how to make them do it. You know, and that's another great value that uh, that a coach can have. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know so now that you're kind of moving forward you know it's awesome to hear that you know you're looking forward to coaching and you know representing your country in the next olympics you know moving forward um with your degree and, and just into your final like year like what do you you know what are your kind of like internal goals what's keeping you motivated you know to try to to do what you want to do this season like as a senior well, when I came as a freshman or a sophomore, I didn't care much for the for the NCAAs. Mm-hmm. I didn't care much for nationals. I didn't care much for conference because once again, I cared about what they think about me back home. Yeah. But here, honestly, I just want to come for this senior year and just. I've been very. I've been. I think last year I was 13 in regionals, and I just. I just want to make it to nationals, indoor and outdoors. I want to mm-hmm. break. Every school record is possible, and the school records are really strong. Uh, Richie put them up there, so <laughs> I'm trying to get there, and I'm just trying to uh, enjoy 
my one of my biggest goals this year is just to enjoy what I'm having right now. You just enjoy that experience of college, enjoy that experience of competing with my team before it's it's gonna be gone, you know. And uh, yeah, as I said, uh, breaking school records, making it to NCAs, uh, indoor, indoor is gonna be it's gonna be crazy because right now I'm already number twelve and. Uh, People have been throwing like crazy, you know. I don't know. There's 21 guys over 19 meters, something like that. It's crazy. Uh, I don't think my result uh, never. I think 1936. There was not one year that didn't make it. But it yeah. seems like this year I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do better. So, uh, yes. but I think I will, and I feel great. And uh, we have conference next week. So, uh, and also I have a great competition over there with. Uh, uh, Tamon from uh, Texas State, which is mm-hmm. a great competitor, and uh, he always shows up for a great meet. He always shows up for conference, so I can't wait for that. And uh, one thing at a time, conference, nationals, and after that we'll see. Well, dude, it looks like uh, you know you're setting yourself up for a great year. You're. It sounds like you got your head on straight. You're doing everything that I think anyone would ever tell anybody to try to do to you know, make those things happy, <laughs> happen. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how you progress this year. Um, I actually really enjoyed this conversation because, you know, you, you were saying some things that I actually think I can internalize in myself, you know, to probably, you know, take what I need to into training and competition, you know, as I go into my own postseason. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, like I said, what you're doing, top of the charts, that's, that to me is like a world-class personality you know the that's the that's the mindset i feel like you'd have to you have to have to go to that next level to you know break those barriers you know do what maybe you thought you couldn't have done before and you know break out in a way that maybe people didn't expect yeah and just have fun have fun enjoy have fun, what man. you're doing <laughs> yeah that's all we could ever ask me. yeah i appreciate that a lot i have fun as well yeah well Thank you, Inamar, for coming on the Throws Chat Podcast today. I really appreciate it. It was a great chat with you today. Uh, like I said before, I wish you luck and you know, everything you do this season for the next few years. I'd love to see you uh, tossing it up in Tokyo in a few years. I think you you got great things ahead of you, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Throws Chat is sponsored by Roadie Sport. Created by 2012 Olympian Justin Rohde, Rohde Sport offers shop hook gloves, lifting straps, wrist support, video analysis, and personalized training. Learn more at RhodeSport.com. The saga continues. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Olympic torch flaming. We burn so sweet. The thrill of victory. The agony defeat. We crush slow. Flaming deluxe slow. Poor judgment day cometh. Conquer. It's war. I like-